Thank you for tuning in to Star Wars Talk, Star Wars Talk. We watch together. It is Thursday. Oh my God, this week is going by so fast. And what am I getting ready to look forward to on for watching this weekend? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually finish The Servant. Hopefully we'll get to finishing that. There's always that uh, Pawn King show that we still have to finish a lot of watching, which is pretty dang good. Um, it's always fun to see people find treasures in this place you'd least expect them to find it. Um, I'm looking forward to finding some good horror, whether it be a show or whether it be a movie. I always like scary things, so we'll see what I can find. Granted, we're going into fall soon, so I'm so excited about that because you know I love scary things and campfires and pumpkin carving and all that goes into Halloween and I can't wait sweet anyways next part of our conversation that we're going to be talking about is there's something about movies that take place in the 1970s and 80s I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's just Wanting to look at the past in a way that you can't get from, like, history with books. Something about seeing movies with, like, the way the clothes they wore, the way they talked, the way they acted, the way things were carried upon, the way things worked then. It's fun to watch it now because that's not how everything is now. Everything is completely different and we're, everything is constantly changing. There was some sense of comfort in that time frame and I just think the 80s must have just been absolutely amazing it's fun watching the 80s you know uh, maybe if I could have gone back in time and been an adult in the 80s that would have been fun even maybe the 70s especially for like Vegas and New York and like traveling and like doing things I think that you know that time was great with like disco or whatever and dancing and fashion and art and food and just discovery. I think that was just a great time for all of that. And granted, we have all those things now and we have technology and things are just constantly changing. But when it comes to the movies, they're able to like create this boundary or this like little box you can go into in a movie where you can like see things differently, especially if like mob movies or like hitman movies where they, like, take place in, like, the 70s or the 80s, like, Goodfellas, like, uh, Scarface, like, Casino, um, all those movies, they take place in that time frame, and those were the best, like, The Godfather, like, um, what is the name of that horror movie with Red Rum, uh, what the hell is the name of that movie, uh, and there's a book for it, too, those movies that were made in the 80s and the 70s, there's just something about them. Food's ready. There's something about them that, I don't know. It's, it can't be represented now. And I know they constantly try to have an appeal about 2021. But what is the appeal of 2021? Everybody's on their phone and no one's looking at each other. Or we're doing like some spaced out psychedelic thing. Because they made a movie and like, I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, Total Recall, where they had a perception of the future, which was in like 2021. And it didn't 
represent what we're seeing now. We're still in cars. We're not driving around spaceships. The We haven't moved or gone into anything outside of what we're doing. And I don't know if we're ever going to, honestly. And I just think that being able to watch a movie where people actually ate dinner at the table, where family had family time, where no one was always watching something, where people actually had conversations with each other, where somebody wasn't always staring at a glass screen. It's kind of nice. Like Paulie's making the 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 Sunday sauce in the kitchen, chopping up peppers. You know, he's got the garlic. And Angelo is about to roll out the dough to make the pasta for Sunday dinner. And uh, Nana is in the kitchen, you know, rolling out the dough for the garlic bread. And everybody's in the kitchen. I think that we have to... Love the fact that they were able to do what they did in the 80s. You know, when we watched The Godfather, like I remember in college, I had to study that movie. And I remember there was a couple of movies I had to look at that were from like that time frame. And I loved it, like going in depth, looking at the characters, looking at like how the director did it. I loved all of that. And and there's just something about those movies that it doesn't exist now. So, I mean, if they can do more with that and they can build out more to just give us a glimpse of what the past was, I definitely think that it is something that we can love. And isn't that what we're looking for? Things that we can like and love and wish we could be a part of. That's what watching is. Something where we feel like we we can relate to it. And granted, every time me and this dude watch a movie from the 1970s or 80s, we're always like, I wish we lived in this time frame. Because it, it looks like everything is easy. Granted, if you're watching a Hitman movie or a mob movie, that's likely not easy, but it's fun. I mean, The King, um, what is it? The Godfather of Harlem, it looks easy, but again, it's in another world and it's a different type of story. But still, it is fun to watch it, okay? Next part of our conversation on this Thursday is, does anyone remember Ocean's Eleven? That movie, I think it had Brad Pitt. I can't remember the name of the other chick in it, and it had some other characters. Was it that dude with the great hair? What was his name? Was it George Clooney? And I can't remember it. Uh, I think Sandra Bullock. I don't know. Oh, God. I can't remember the last time. Last time I saw that movie was on, like, TNT. Had to be like a year ago or something. That movie. I think there's three installments of it. Or maybe there's just two. Whatever. Ocean's Eleven is just exceptional. It's a heist movie. But the character build up. The plot. The characters. The storyline. It's just so good. And if you haven't seen it. What are you doing? You need to watch it. This is a movie that I definitely have on DVD, and I have definitely have a collection of all the movies because they're amazing, and um, I could watch them over and over and over again. Um, very good. Um, very good. I do believe that a lot of the older movies that weren't made in the last five years are better. And granted, sometimes you end up finding them on Netflix and Hulu, or they're already on TV and you're just randomly playing them. But I think that they're better. And um, 
Ocean's Eleven is definitely one of them. Talented Mr. Ripley, Swordfish, uh, uh, what is the name of that movie with Brad Pitt where, uh, the game one where they're like wrestling or whatever. I can't remember the movie. Uh, there's a lot of movies that are older that are better. And obviously, maybe I didn't see them when they came out, but watching them makes, makes me feel like, wow, this is good. And wow, this just didn't come out last week. And wow, I can't wait to see the next one. If I'm feeling like that, that means you did something correct. Love it. Love it. And um, all we can do is appreciate that. Uh, next part of the conversation. What happened to the good actors? Do people just act in a few things and then when they get bored, they're just like, yeah, you know, I'm done. Yeah, I don't care. I don't really want to do this. Is that what they do? And then they get shitty actors and then they just leave it at that. How does this work? Granted, I've always wanted to move to California not to be an actor because I know there's no money in it. And it's a hard life trying to be an artist, an actor, a singer, uh, uh, a director or any of that stuff. Not that it's not worth it, but it's hard. And uh, you got to start like right away if you're going to try to do that. Um, but how does this work in acting where people act and they're in certain things and they do a good job and then they like replace the actor or they put them in a different role and it's strange. Do they think that works? And like, do they just back out of stuff if they have to like pay for the actor or like, dude, how does this work? Somebody needs to tell me because it's just very questionable. Good actors, find them and put them in movies that are supposed to get like a lot of money and make it good like that latest uh uh uh, movie of suicide the latest version of suicide squad was awesome john cena um the chick that plays harley one of my um favorite characters ever in dc uh awesome all the the people even the annoying chick that was part of the cia it was good Good actors make good movies. Good movies make good money. Just saying. Just saying. Anyways, that is the end of the pod. Thank you for tuning in, as always, to Star Wars Talk. Star Wars Talk. We watch together. See you tomorrow on Friday. Bye.